to Jacob's Cabin. This is Anna. And Denise. And we just wanted to wish you all happy, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving Eve right now as we're recording, if there is such a thing as Thanksgiving <laughs> Eve. There is. So, uh, Denise, you staying in town for Thanksgiving? We are going all the way, you know, about 10 minutes out of town. Wow. So we're going pretty far. Yep. <laughs> but we're going to my in-law's house, and we're actually going to have a big Thanksgiving on both Thursday and Saturday. Wow, two Thanksgivings. So, yeah, lots of lots of cooking and lots of dishes and lots of pie. Yeah, ooh, pie is good. Yep. How about you? Um, staying here. We're having over a bunch of people, uh, some students from church who aren't going home because they live too far away. Cool. And, uh some people from our English class. So we're having a bunch of Chinese people over, and we're going to have about 22 people here in the house. <laughs> 22 so, people downstairs? Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be fun. We usually wow, that's, do that. Wow, that's but, a lot of food. Yeah, it is. We have a 21-pound <laughs> turkey. It's pretty big. Wow. But uh, I also heard from my mom, she read in the newspaper, there's going to be a pumpkin shortage this year. Yeah, I saw that. What's up with that? Illinois, I guess, makes a lot of pumpkins. Mm -hmm. Like, 50% of our nation's pumpkin consumption is from Illinois. Wow. And they had a really wet fall, and mm -hmm. so I guess the pumpkins didn't do well, or they spoiled or something. So there's going to be a serious pumpkin shortage. So everyone, stock up on pumpkin, <laughs> or you're not going to have pumpkin pie for Christmas either. <laughs> well, luckily, I'm making apple cranberry pie for tomorrow. Mm, sounds good. So sounds it, it good. does sound pretty good. I'm pretty excited, actually, because yeah. pie is definitely my favorite part. Pie and cranberries and mashed potatoes. Oh. That's really all I need. Sounds good. What's your favorite parts? <laughs> um, I like stuffing and cranberry sauce and, yeah, everything. Apple pie. Yeah. So, um, today we were just going to go through some various theories, things that have been on our mind. We have a few things that other people have sent in, and um, I also wanted to um, promote a couple other podcasts such as Alex's hiatus cast, which is soon going to be renamed. He's been looking for new <laughs> names. But uh, before he renames it, quick, go find it. Because, <laughs> because he asked me to submit some comments for a recent podcast that he did on religion and Lost. So I submitted quite a few thoughts in, in the form of an MP3 um, in terms of Christianity and Lost. And I know that he had Axel Foley on recently from the Lost Mythos Theorycast to talk about Buddhism and Lost. So um, he's kind of doing a series of, of things like that. I think there's going to be a religion slash Christianity part two because he couldn't fit all my stuff in one episode. He tries to keep them to a reasonable length. So that'll be coming up as well. And I also wanted to promote the Efren Salonga cast. This is sort of an inside joke, I know, <laughs> but um, this was a fun thing that we put together. I edited it all, but it was um, me and Heath and Wendy from Lost Revisited Now, Donald from Donald is Lost, and Matt and Leslie from the Keys to Lost podcast, all excellent podcasts, which we would certainly recommend. Um, and if you listen to Lost Revisited Now, you know that Heath has had this thing all year, ever since Jughead, for Efren Salonga, <laughs> who is the Filipino doctor that helped Penny deliver the baby on the boat. <laughs> so, um... If you remember that scene, Desmond was running through the marketplace yelling, Ephraim Salonga! <laughs> and looking for the doctor. And so Heath kind of took that up as a, as a mantra <laughs> and repeated that over and over again. So we finally did a fun episode. It's really fun. We have a few songs. We have an orientation video on Ephraim Salonga. I mean, audio video, but, yeah. you know. Uh, and Matt and Leslie submitted a Giacchino moment. So there's just a lot of fun things. Heath wrote a poem, and he <laughs> reads this, this sort of dramatic poem about Ephraim Salonga. So it's sort of an Ephraim Salonga tribute podcast, and that's on the Lost Revisited Now uh, feed, and I believe it's also on the uh, Lost Podcasting Network. So that's something fun to check into if you feel like having a little bit of lost silliness. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was really fun for me to take part in. So, Lost DVDs are coming out. Yep. Very soon. What, two weeks? Two weeks, I think. Two weeks from December yesterday. December 8th, is December that right? December 8th. Not soon enough. I know. I know. I know that the um, Lostaholics Rewatch podcast is sort of putting a hold to their podcast for a while because they don't have the DVDs. Mm -hmm. Not everyone has them saved from DVR or, or yeah. other means, so uh, they're they're putting their podcast on hold, and I am really looking forward to rewatching the whole season. Well, you know what's mean is that comes out one week before my finals week. Oh. So I'm going to buy them and they're going to sit on my bookshelf and 
they're going to stare at me. Huh. Because, you know, I don't have time for that during finals week, but as soon as finals are over, it's going to be like lost binge. Yeah. <laughs> like, just watch it all the time. I know. I fell behind on the rewatch, so I've got seasons three, four, and five <laughs> to try to get through over Christmas break. Hope you have a long Christmas break. <laughs> <laughs> three weeks? We'll see. <laughs> so, that's really exciting. Are you going to get the Dharma Initiative version with all I the extra stuff? I don't know. It's a little expensive. It is kind of expensive. I decided against it. Yeah. Maybe someday I'll buy it. Yeah. Maybe when it's like a collector's item, I'll be like, oh, I wish I had gotten that. And, uh, <laughs> and, I'll and for it. even though it will, it will strike sadness in Heath's heart, I will not be buying the Blu-ray oh. version since, you know, I'm a poor nursing student. <laughs> so <laughs> Understandable. We're, we're just going to get the regular one. Okay. Well, let's get into some of the theories and things we wanted to talk about today. Um, is there anything you wanted to bring up? Um... Well, you know, we were kind of thinking about what are some of the things that we wanted most to find answers to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously we all want the really big answers. You know, what's the point of everything? Yeah. Who's Jacob? <laughs> but we were also trying to think of, you know, smaller things. Like, I really want to know, why do others have to learn Latin? That's a good question. You know, she Juliet said it was Others 101, but why? Why is it one of the basic things that they all yeah. learn? Is it just so they can communicate with each other? Because it's a dead language, because no one else, or hardly anyone else, is going to understand it. Yeah. I, you know, I've been wondering that ever since the very first time that she mentioned it, because, you know, it is the language of, you know, studying and medicine, mm -hmm. and I guess music, too. Mm -hmm. And I don't have any answers to that, and mm -hmm. I would really like to know. And plus, you know, we're language people. I would love to learn Latin, you know, in my spare time. Yeah, it's the basis for Spanish, which we, yeah. we both speak a little bit of Spanish. So uh, we might even be able to figure out part of what they're saying if, if they were speaking in Latin, like if we were taken captive by the others. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I don't know if I could understand the spoken as much, but if it was written, I could get it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> now, I wonder why they didn't ever use Latin before, because it seems like there might have been times when it would have been convenient for them to use the Latin that they knew. Yeah, for sure. Or... Do you think everyone spoke it? Do you think Tom Friendly spoke Latin? Well, if it's Others 101. So you think they taught Cindy and the kids right away? Yeah, I mean, whenever you're learning languages as a kid, it's the best time. True. You know, I it makes me kind of wonder maybe if there's instructions down in the temple that are in Latin. Hmm. And, you know, maybe you have to be able to pass some sort of Latin class to be able to get to the temple. Hmm. Maybe the smoke monster only understands Latin. Maybe. <laughs> Huh. Well, I have a question here that I just thought of today, actually. Do you think Jacob's going to stay dead? We saw him get stabbed and thrown into a fire, but will he really stay dead? Well, that brings up the question also, though. Is he actually dead? Can he die? I felt like by stabbing him in the heart and throwing him into the fire, they were making a point of he's, he's dead. I mean, once you have both those things done to you, you shouldn't be able to come back unless there's something special about you. Yeah. So I don't know if his spirit would come back in another form but, or I mean, in another body. But I mean, it is lost. I mean, baby Ben got shot supposedly through the heart before it morphed to the other side of his body. <laughs> and he still made it. So I don't think that we that we can 100% assume that he is dead. Well, he made it because of special circumstances when they took him to the temple. Well, I would say Jacob being Jacob is pretty special circumstances. But what's special about Jacob? That's the thing we don't know. Yeah. Like, he goes around and he touches all these people. We don't know what it means. That he's he, touchy-feely? He, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he seems to have lived a really long time, but we mm -hmm. don't know if that's just the way he is, or if he's like Richard and someone before him made him that way. Yeah. We just don't know very much about Jacob at all. Yeah. I, I would love to see season six start off with... Jacob as a young kid. Mm. If he ever even was a young kid, you know? Yeah, if it starts with a little redhead kid, we'll know. <laughs> That'll be so we'll great. Know. I think I'll be excited no matter what the beginning yeah. is. Whatever the beginning is, I'll be like, ah, I can't believe it! <laughs> I'll be really excited, but then I'll be sad, too, because that'll be the last season opener that we'll have. Oh, don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, it's really not even that far away, February 2nd. Just a little over two months now. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. And mm. the first thing I thought of was the movie Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in that, they are replaying the same day over and over until they, like, get it right. 
So hmm. does that mean because it's Groundhog Day that they're going to refly Flight 815 until they get it right? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, do you really go in for the loop theories and the... The I idea is that everything's going to reboot and reset to a certain point. I don't really want that to be because mm-hmm. I don't want the last five years to, you know, be wiped clean like yeah. that. Yeah, I was on the um, the Black Rock podcast last night. They were doing just a, a sort of impromptu theory cast. It was a lot of fun, lots of really thought-provoking discussion. I mean, you had to think really hard. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what else is new with Lost? <laughs> but we were talking about time loop and stuff like that and... Um, for instance, the compass that gets handed yeah. to Locke by Richard Alpert, which came from Unlock. And they were talking about the loops and Mobius strips and stuff. And I, I said, well, it's sort of like a record because you see a loop, but it seems like everything has a beginning. And like like um, Jacob and the man in black said on the beach, it only ends once. Yeah. And so you've got everything a definite... Everything else is just progress. Yeah. And so you have a definite beginning and a definite end to everything. And to illustrate that, I said, well... Imagine it like a record player, which is an example we've heard before, but you have a definite beginning. You have to put the needle onto the record the same way that Richard Alpert had to put the compass into John Locke's hand for the first time to get it started in the loop. So you put the needle on the record, it travels in a circle a set amount of times, like it goes around and around and around and around Mm -hmm. until it runs out and then it stops. So it basically leaves the record again. So there's a definite ending, a definite exit. So... I don't, I still don't really see that the loops would all be the same though, because if it's, if it's the same way that the compass is going round and round in a circle, then what's the point? It, yeah, I want there to be a point. I don't want it to just be like, here's your redo, come back next year, you have another redo. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we have time to see a whole reset happen. Yeah. And another thing is, everyone says, well, they'll reset Flight 815, but why reset to that point? There's nothing to draw time back to that point. Yeah. Because there are so many things along the way. And if you're if you're a proponent for the multiple universes theory, you know that every action in your life basically is a crossroads. Yeah. And it could go one way or it could go the other. Our discussion right now, this could affect the rest of our lives <laughs> one way or the other, which is a really scary thought. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but... Um, so if you're constantly spawning all these multiple, multiple universes and alternate realities, then... You'd run out of room. True. But also, <laughs> also you've got all these points that you could trace it back to. So why trace everything back to the flight? Why yeah. not trace everything back to the failsafe key when Desmond yeah. turns it? Or trace everything even back to the incident? Like, why wouldn't things reset to the 70s or reset to 2004, Yeah, September 22nd? And then, you know, if you think about it, in each alternate universe, every decision there has multiple oh, alternate oh, yeah. universes inside of that. Oh, it's like a family tree that just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much infinite. Infinite possibilities. Did you... I forget. Did you ever see the movie The Butterfly Effect? Because no, it, it has it. to do a lot with that and it kind of... It shows, you know, here's life and then they make this decision. Here's what happens because of that and then here's mm. what doesn't happen. It's like choose your own adventure. Kind of, which but those infinite, books were infinite awesome. Infinite options. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, it's, it's an Ashton Kutcher movie, but it's actually a really good one. <laughs> so, I think you should really watch that. Mm. I don't own it. But you should okay. you I'll, should rent it sometime because I think you'd it. find it pretty interesting. All right. So, what other theories do you have today? Um. Well, of or course. Questions. Of course, I want to know where the numbers are broadcast from, because um, I'd really like it to be one of those kind of like spy radio stations somewhere <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere. You mean when a GR three sixteen picks up the yeah. radio signal? You don't think that's just the radio tower? I don't know. I want to know this, though. And, you know, it really sounded like Hurley was saying the numbers. I want to know, you know, yeah, we're probably never going to get the answer to what the numbers actually mean. Mm-hmm. But I just want to know why they, why Hurley's probably saying them and where they're coming from. Yeah, I think at the time that we saw that in that episode, some people were saying, um, well, it could be that between going, I think they went from night to day... Yeah, and they got drawn into the I island, that. and so there was maybe a possibility that time kind of got messed up as they were coming into the island, and they maybe went through a couple different eras. So maybe they went back to the '70s, and that's when everyone else 
got taken off the plane, who ended Mm -hmm. up in the 70s, and then the rest of them ended up in the present day. But, I, I don't know. Now that you say that again, I'm thinking, what if the people from the 70s somehow came back forward because of the incident or, uh-huh. or some other reason, and Hurley's on the other side of the island, and he happens to have a radio, and he's sitting there, and he's, like, maybe sort of insane, sort of yeah. out of his mind, reading off the numbers, and they happen to pick it up, and so eventually they're going to get around the island and they're going to find him or something. That would be great. Yeah. I really like that idea, actually. Yeah. Because I don't know how everyone's going to reunite, but mm-hmm. if they just happen to be there, like, maybe they went back to the 70s and lived out those few days, incident happened, then they get thrown back to the future at the same point that they... That they well, left? Well, it wouldn't be exactly the same point, or they'd be on the plane, but just a couple minutes later, a couple hours later, maybe, mm-hmm. and so then they're maybe scattered all over the island, but they find a radio somewhere. I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Hmm. What, um, what are some of the ones you've come up with? Well, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and I think it might have been Lost or Visited Now Bunny Awards for the season three finale, because I, I remember it was Nancy Drew talking about this, and she was on that show, definitely. And she was mentioning that um, Locke had a foster sister, Jeannie, and she died. And after she died, like she fell off monkey bars and broke her neck, according to Lostpedia, this golden retriever came and sat on her bed. And I had totally forgotten about that until she yeah, brought it up. I don't remember that at all. But, but that's why she's Nancy Pedia. Yeah. But is that related to Vincent? Or was it Vincent there? Or was it really a dog? Or was it like... Well, if it's a golden retriever, it's a different kind of dog. Isn't Vincent a golden? He's a lab. He's a lab? Yeah. He's what? Yeah, golden retrievers have a lot more hair. Oh. You know, they have like long hair and on their tails and on their bellies, I think. Mm. And then labs are more short hair all over. Oh, I don't know my dogs very well. <laughs> but it made Sorry me... to burst your bubble there. That's all right. Well, I was kind of hoping it could be Vincent. But I, then I was thinking about the animals in Lost again and mm-hmm. why random animals show up or connections that characters have to animals. And if that's a ghost animal, then that and Kate's horse are really the only ghost apparition type animals we've seen, right? Yeah. Because Nadia, the cat, I mean, she seemed pretty real. And yeah. she had, you know, it wouldn't be unheard of for her to be hanging out there. A horse in the middle of the forest? Yeah, maybe kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. The cow was probably real. I think the cow was real. <laughs> Didn't Mikhail have cows around his yeah. the station? Yeah. Yeah, so the cow probably just wandered away. Yeah. I don't know what the connection is with the random animals. Because you have Walt and the birds, too. That's a yeah, pretty strong Yeah, that's just connection. creepy, but birds are kind of creepy. Yeah. I don't but, really trust them. But it seemed like, if you've seen the Mobisode, where um, it's like maybe Miss Clue, I think, and she's outside, and, and Walt seems to have drawn all these birds to himself, and they've all hit the side of the building <laughs> and, and die. I mean, that's all I can think of is that he's like drawing them towards himself and they can't stop. And so like when he was in Australia with his mom and Brian and he was studying birds in his book and then a bird flew into the window or the glass door there. I hope he doesn't study sharks. <laughs> well, maybe it's only birds. Maybe. I don't know what the significance would be. There's the Hurley bird, and you have Claire yeah. trying to send a message with birds. Yeah, and the fact that birds are creepy. I mean, if you've ever seen the movie <laughs> The Birds, I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't used to be yeah. scared of them. Then I watched that movie, and I still get leery of That's them. That's a scary movie. You know, when they're swarming around, there's like 100,000 of them in the sky at once, it looks oh, like, yeah. and they're just flying as a big pack. That freaks me out. Huh. Don't like it. Yeah. So that's all I have on animals, really. <laughs> Just trying to think of stuff, but... Well, well. speaking of animals, you know, polar bear, hi. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. um... Well, we kind of have an explanation of that. They were doing experiments with Yeah, them. but still, polar bear? Like, you couldn't get something smaller and a little bit less deadly? Well, you couldn't get a tortoise? <laughs> you know? I guess it depends what kind of research they were trying to do. Yeah, but polar bear? I mean, that's, that's pretty unwieldy. Yeah. That's true. You know, I, I would... Polar bears are awesome and all, and they're really cute, especially in the Coke commercials. You know, the little animated ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I just don't think polar bear would be my first choice to deal with just because they are so deadly. Hmm. I would have picked something a little bit smaller. 
or slightly less deadly. You know, if they needed something big, get an ox. Hmm. Good point. A yak. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What else do you have? Um, I want to know if Smokey was something, some other form before he was Smokey, or he, she, it. You mean like a solid form? Yeah. Like a robot, like he sounds like, <laughs> or a machine. Well, you know, or an animal. What if it was someone that was too close? Whenever some sort of electromagnetic thing happened, and they turned into Smokey, you know, mm. they got blast apart, but reformed as Smokey because maybe their conscience wasn't like ready to go on or something. I think they need to make a spinoff called Lost: The Origins and show the origin of Jacob and the origin yes. of Richard and the origin of the. That smoke would monster. be a very good special. Um, special features on the DVD. Yeah, no kidding. Because it could be that they all came out of the same thing. There could have been an original incident way back in the day, and the incident did different things to different people. Yeah. Some people get specialness, like Walt. Some Mm -hmm. people get to live forever. Some people get to give other people the gift of living forever. Yeah. Hmm. I would, you know, I think that that idea could definitely happen. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, one other thing I had was, what if everyone who turns the donkey wheel gets a duplicate made of them? Creepy. Yeah. Because that would mean that there's a duplicate of Ben out there. And that would be really scary. Yes. But he could also be the one that killed Locke, which would kind of be nice. Hmm. <laughs> so that our real Ben, who I tend to sort of root for, because yeah. I'm like, hey, Ben's pretty cool usually. And he usually tries not to kill people unless he absolutely has to. Yeah. Um, it would kind of be convenient to be able to explain that away by saying, well, there's a second Ben. Because you turn the donkey wheel and you're basically nowhere for who knows how long yeah. until you come out the other side. And for Ben, it it was, what, 10 months before he showed up in Tunisia? Yeah, that sounds for about Locke, right. Locke was back in statue time when he turned the wheel. Because that was when the well closed up. He fell down the well, broke his leg. So he was down there in that time. Everyone else up above, Sawyer was pulling on the rope, you know. Uh Everyone else turns around and sees the statue. So he's who knows how far back in time. Yeah. So, and then he ended up a couple years in the future, I guess. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe um, 2006, 2007. By the time he shows up in Tunisia. So what if... Turning the donkey wheel makes a duplicate of your body that somebody else can take and use. Because otherwise your body's just sort of in limbo. I don't know if it's in storage somewhere. In storage <laughs> Until somewhere. Until it gets spit out the other end. And who decides when it comes out? And who decides where? I mean, where's Tunisia? Yeah. But who decides when it comes out? Because I would say, well, even the duplicate thing, though. Would the other gonna... body be kind of like a horcrux? Like, both, like you can't die until both of the bodies die. Oh, Horcrux like in Harry Potter? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. The other thing that I'm going to sort of debunk my own theory here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Donald pointed this out to me when I was telling him about it. And that is that Locke has a broken leg. But the fake Locke doesn't have a broken leg. So... If he took the body and borrowed it, and he seems to be just fine, yeah, then that, I don't know. Unless it takes the body and makes, like, a perfect copy of it. Yeah. I Which, I mean, that could make sense. Yeah. I mean, it's the island doing it, and the island obviously has healing powers yeah. and longevity With powers. With its rainbow explosion. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, that was a blooper from a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great one, though. Yes. The island healing powers. I'll never picture it the same again. Just <laughs> picture flowers exploding all over the island every time now. <laughs> okay, but back to the Tunisia thing. I want to know how things actually get there. Is there some sort of, like, invisible tube slide? <laughs> that, you know, they get whisked along the tube slide? Hmm. You know? Like, is it a transporter? I mean, what actually moves people from the island to Tunisia? Yeah, does Scotty beam them? Exactly. It's it's very mysterious. I think the other question is, when we see the, the donkey wheel chamber in um, at, in the beginning of season five, when Chang's got sort of an x-ray or ultrasound mm-hmm. or whatever he has, and it seems to be right behind the wall, like they're saying, well, this far in, obviously they can see it with their instruments, there's this chamber, you can see the wheel on the picture, 
That seems pretty advanced machinery for in the 70s. But I, I don't know. So. Oh, I, mean, I don't know. It's not like I'm an engineer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. But anyway, um, they're just underground. They're, you know, they're on a tropical island. Okay, so... now wait. What? So if they have this ultrasound thing, right, and they're working around electromagnetism, how would the ultrasound work? I don't even know how an ultrasound works. Well, it, it like, I think it bounces some sort of, of, of waves and then oh, it reflects. That's right. How would that work with a bunch of, of electromagnetic activity back there? Why? It would interfere somehow? Yeah, I would think so. I don't know. I mean, like, the wrong kind of microwave can interfere with someone's pacemaker. Oh. I would think that a big batch of electromagnetic activity could certainly mess with an uh, with a rock ultrasound from the 70s. Hmm. I don't know. So, so anyways, back maybe, to your point. Maybe that ultrasound's the wrong That was just really but... that was just really puzzling me there. So. Yeah, I don't know. We need a better a <laughs> yeah. better equipped scientist to tell we us do. about these <laughs> Yeah. Um so oh, I was going to say that um why is the frozen donkey wheel chamber frozen? Why is it so cold? Is there some sort of disconnect that happens between entering the tunnel where, you know, Ben puts all the metal uh-huh. in the thing that Pierre Chang says, "Don't put any metal in here." <laughs> Is there some disconnect in the real world between those two points? Yeah. I mean, when he breaks the ice and climbs down the ladder, he seems to be climbing into a different world. And is Mm -hmm. that sort of a portal in and of itself that transports you further? But then the wheels on the ultrasound, it's right there. Why is it frozen? Maybe the wheel on the ultrasound is a fake wheel. (laughs) Like a decoy wheel. To, so that, you know, maybe you would find that, but you wouldn't find the actual thing that maybe might be some sort of portal, but, but might be somehow connected to the Arctic because of the guys with the listening station. But the energy's there. Because when they were drilling, their drills were melting, and he said, don't drill any further into this wall, or basically we're all going to die because yeah. it's not going to be pretty. I so do, the energy I, is yeah. definitely there. I just keep I thinking think that, that somehow, if it is a portal, it's somehow connected to the Arctic. Hmm. You know, maybe there's some cold weather shoot. <laughs> it just sucks in the cold air from, from the Arctic and puts it down there and it freezes it. Hmm. Maybe it's kind of like a warning thing, like, hey, don't touch this. It, it just seems strange because you've got electromagnetic energy. And when you think energy, you usually you think, think warm. things are bouncing around and everything's really warm. And the Swan Station has, I think, a similar source of energy, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And it wasn't unusually hot or unusually cold there. It was just no. normal, no big deal. So, I, I don't know why it would be frozen. Maybe frozen from disuse. Maybe it hadn't been used in so long that it, like, decayed and its version of decaying was freezing somehow. Hmm. That's an know. interesting thought. <laughs> or maybe there was, maybe there was a giant flood and a bunch of water got down there. Hmm. I don't even know what to say about <laughs> that. Um, I have one more question and then we'll we'll get to some feedback and some other questions from other people, but... Where do you think the island went when it disappeared at the end of season four? When they actually moved it, and from the helicopter we could see that it disappeared. It went, bloop, where did it go? Or was it just their perspective of it was, we can't see it anymore? I'm thinking that's the more likely answer. Because, you know, I was trying to think like, oh, maybe it just popped up somewhere else around the world. Or maybe it got stuck under the ice caps or something. But I, I can't think of any real reason for the, for it mm-hmm. to physically move that'd be really hard yeah because i mean mountain it's basically a mountain underwater right yeah probably so you've got volcano. the roots of it all the way down into the ocean yeah it'd be more than just that little blip that you see yeah i mean you'd have if you displaced all of that it would be like huge vortex of suction <laughs> to the bottom of the earth practically mm-hmm you also have Richard, who tells John, we, we saw you disappear, you just disappeared. And so it sounds like Richard and all the others who were there didn't really notice anything changing, except that John Locke was gone from yeah. right in front of them. So if the island moved, would they feel it move? Would they not? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if it if it moved places, I would definitely think there would at least be a little kind of like stabilization wave when it landed or <laughs> something. Yeah. But, I mean, if it just moved in time or moved to, like, through a doorway to an alternate universe, I don't think they'd really feel that too much. Mm-hmm. Well, if it moved a little bit through time, and we know the island's always moving a little bit, right? Uh-huh. 
then that would make a little bit more sense. Like if it got set forward a couple months or backward a couple months, Richard and the others wouldn't necessarily have to notice it if if they're so much a part of the island that they're basically... They basically that that's their whole world. Right. And they're basically rooted in the island so much that they go with it wherever it goes. Yeah. Then it would make sense that they wouldn't notice anything and the island would move, you know, if two months means two miles, then the... The island's a couple miles away. Maybe you also can't see it because then the angles changed. Yeah. So the people on the helicopter couldn't see that it was close by. Because I don't, I don't know that I would believe that it moves a lot. Like, yeah. I don't think that it moves from the Pacific to the Atlantic to the yeah. Indian Ocean and hops around all over the Probably world. Probably not so much. Picture it with little tentacles at the bottom of the mountain and it's crawling really? across the ocean floor. <laughs> It's just slowly, slowly, slowly shifting. Well, I just, you know, we've been talking about all this, and I just keep picturing your awesome 3D map, and I'm just like, okay, it's over here, and then, like, I could just, like you said with the tentacles, like, it's just tentacling along over mm-hmm. to the next ocean. <laughs> yeah. And that's really funny inside my head right now. That is funny. Yeah. Um, I have this 3D map that I got for free. Which at, is totally sweet. Yes. I got it at the library at Geographical Information Systems Day last week. And you put on the 3D glasses and all the mountains pop out at you and all the ridges in the ocean look like they're sunken in. I'm so jealous. It's pretty cool. I'm super jealous. <laughs> we'll have to use it whenever we have any island type questions. Yeah. <laughs> like, hmm, I think we need to look at the 3D map. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to move on. And I have a few really good and thought-provoking questions here from KT Gowland on Twitter because I mentioned that we were doing a podcast today and said if anyone had any questions or thoughts, they could send them in and Katie did send me quite a few tweets here. Which, by the way, Katie has a really awesome Lost podcast also. She does have her own Lost podcast, and you can find it at whatkatysaid.wordpress.com, and that's Katie, K-A-T-Y, which is apparently the British spelling of it. I like it. Yes. Yes. It's it's cute. And um, she's also on the Lost Podcasting Network now, yep. so Welcome you can find to the it. podcast there. Yay! The more the merrier. So, um, here's her here's her first thought. Do any other characters have an island past that we, or they, don't know about? Any of our other Losties born on the island? You think there could be anyone that, that does have that past, and we just haven't seen it yet? It, it could certainly happen. Mm-hmm. I can't think of who, but I mean, it certainly wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I wonder if they would do that again, because they sort of did that with Miles, and yeah. Daniel, and Charlotte. So, basically, it seemed like all the freighter people that came in had that past, except for Naomi. I wonder if Lapidus was born there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Or Cesar. Cesar? I don't know, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What about 815 people? Could any of them have a past connection? I think if anyone, it'd be the flight attendant that went with the others. Cindy? Yeah. Huh. That'd be interesting. Because, I mean, she just was like, oh, okay, so I'm going to hang out with the others now, you know. If she didn't get brainwashed. Yeah. I don't know. But maybe she was okay with that because she was coming back home. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, maybe she was a plant on the plane, and whenever the plane saw that she was there, it knew, you know, the island knew to take that one or something. I don't know. Yeah. If any of them do have a pass on the island... It would be significant because of the whole fertility issue, of course. Yeah. So. And maybe if she is from the island and she can't have kids because of it, that's why she's hanging out with the kids that the others took. Hmm. You know, her surrogate children. Yeah. Takes care of them because she can't have her own. Uh Uh-huh. Huh. Very interesting. All right. Here's another thing from, from Katie. Uh, well, she says, the more I watch of season five, the more I think what theory could possibly explain all of this stuff. Head spinning times. <laughs> and I think we kind of alluded to that at the beginning of our podcast. That there, I mean, mm-hmm. besides the overall what on earth is going on in this whole show, the questions we want answered that are so huge that yeah. it's going to take all of season six to even start hinting at the answers, I think. And I was thinking about this the other day. I think it'll be good if they if they don't answer all the questions, because yeah. obviously they can't. If they give us bits and pieces that we can take, and we can piece it together, and yeah. make educated guesses. Because they know we're smart enough to do right, that. Right, right. And if we can just have enough information that we can come to the right conclusion, because... 
And feel at least, like, 95% certain. Yeah, and the fans have done that before. They've pieced together clues, who's related to who and stuff, by just having little hints. You don't always have to come out and say it, you know, explicitly, like, Yeah. Hey, I'm your brother. I'm your sister. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you can just give us hints. And, And so I hope that what we get is a lot of hints, because that would really keep us talking through... The long hiatus. The <laughs> eternal hiatus <Yeah>. <laughs> after Lost ends. It'd be fun to have some of that to do. Um, and final thing from Katie here is she says, What is Charlotte to Daniel? Still not convinced they're romantically involved, even from the capture scene. Very odd. I don't know. It, it maybe, maybe he had a crush on her, like, you know, back then, but since she was, like, seven... There wasn't really anything that he could do about it, so he just kind of thought of her as maybe like a permanent little sister. But he didn't really know her much back then. Cause he, that we know of. He saw her as a little girl when they were sitting yeah. at that table outside. He saw her as, what, two or three years old. Yeah. Then didn't he leave the island for a while? And he was in Ann Arbor, and then he came back when he found out that people had come back from the future. More people. Yeah. And then he saw her again and wanted to go up to her and warn her. But he didn't know her as a child, really. Right? He he could have, and we just haven't seen it. I don't know. I don't know. I got the impression that he didn't want to stay on the island. He wanted to get off and do his own research and his own things. So, I don't know. That's what I would base my assumption on. I still want to know if Annie was Charlotte's mom. Yeah. Hmm. And maybe he knew... Maybe he knew Charlotte's mom really well, but he didn't really know her, but he still kind of felt protective of her Hmm. because of having, you know, having a friendship with her parents. That would imply that when he knew Charlotte as an adult, that he would remember the things that came later in his own personal lifetime, but were in the past in the 70s. My brain hurts. (laughs) (laughs) But do you see what I'm saying, though? Yeah. Yeah. Because he knew the adult Charlotte first. If you look at his life as a string, here's adult Charlotte, adult Charlotte, adult Charlotte. Oh, flashback in time. Here's young Charlotte in order on the string. So he knew adult Charlotte first, I guess. And then he was just sad to see the young Charlotte and wanted to tell her to leave the island to protect her. Which didn't even help her because she still came back anyway. Yeah. (laughs) But... Why does he like her is a very good question, because they were on the freighter together. Mm-hmm. But the freighter seems to be like, well, you can sort of avoid people if you don't really want to see them. You just yeah. stay in your room. <laughs> and here's your bunch of people that are just smashed together, kind yeah, of. Yeah, they're just sort of randomly thrown onto a team, so they also don't seem to have any history before that, do you think? I mean, it seems like when Abaddon was showing Naomi, here's the people on your team, they're just all so different, and they're all coming from different places. Right, but whenever they are on the island and she's helping him to try to remember what the cards are, uh-huh. I mean, it, they seem familiar. Yeah. They don't seem like just random passengers on a freighter. They, True. They seem more familiar. How long do you think they were on the freighter? I don't a few know. weeks, a few months tops, maybe? I mean, think of Michael. Michael had to go... To the States. Yeah. Everything had to happen there. Then he had to come back on the freighter. So all that has to take place before the 108 days that everyone else spent on the island is up. So it can really only be about a month. Hmm. Right? I wouldn't think a freighter would move super fast. No, but I wonder if they left left port from pretty close to where the island was. Yeah, possibly. I'm not sure what day it was when Michael left the island with Walt. But that's at least a month or so in, right? Yeah. Well, that's, oh, that's I would after, think so. That's after the other 48 days. Yeah. So that's at least, what, 50-some, 60-some days in? Yeah, two months. And then give him a month or so to go and come back? Yeah. That's really a cramped timeline if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> huh. I just keep thinking, like, whenever we find out what everything is, you know, maybe some... I'm sure that someone has said... The actual, like, the real story, this is what made everything happen, but we're not getting the answer to that, you know, until a long time later. It's going to be interesting to go back and listen to, like, old podcasts and just be like, <laughs> that person was totally right, you know? That was that was a crackpot theory, and they're totally right. Yeah, yeah. This is a long hiatus, too. We're getting lots of time to theorize. Yeah. So we shall see. 
Okay, we have just a little bit more feedback before we end the show. Do you remember, I think it was last time, we were looking at the seven questions yeah. from um, one of the the videos that uh, ABC's putting out, The uh-huh. Mysteries of the Universe, and there were seven questions that people were asked when they joined the Dharma Initiative, and we kind of answered those. Well, we've got um, a list that someone left on the blog of their seven answers, and we have a um, sound file here from Matt from Keys to Lost. So um, I'm going to play that. I think he reads the questions and answers them. So hopefully everyone will be able to follow exactly what he's answering. So we'll uh, comment on that once he's done. Hi, Anna and Denise. This is Matt from Keys to Lost. And I just wanted to send this MP3 in and say I really enjoyed your latest hiatus cast. That was a lot of fun. And I saw on your new URL jacobscabinpodcast.com that you had put up the questions that you decided to answer for yourselves and I am going to answer those questions too for you. First one, what three words describe you? Musically talented geek. That's definitely me. Number two, what animal do you identify with? Let's see. Flying squirrels. I love those little guys, you know, they jump from one tree and then they sail for a while and they land in another tree. They're nimble and quick and pretty dumb. And that's me, nimble and quick and pretty dumb. Let's see, number three, describe your first kiss in three words. Ooh, scary, exciting, revolting. We'll go with that. Number four, who is your constant? Uh, that's a tough one too, but, uh, and though I'm going to get some slack about this from someone else, I'm going to have to say my best friend, and that would be Jeremy Siegelmoss, uh, who is a player in the Bottoms Up Blues game. Let's see, number five, what would you sacrifice to stay alive? Wow, that's probably the toughest question on here. And know what I wouldn't sacrifice? I couldn't sacrifice music. It would be awfully hard to sacrifice watching the last season of Lost. How about if I give up podcasting about Lost to stay alive? How's that sound? Uh, Yeah, if if it was just to stay alive, I could give up podcasting about Lost. Because I spent five seasons not doing it, so. Uh, Number six, what makes you cry? Mm, Pain? Pain makes me cry, yeah. Uh, What else? Uh, Good drama. You know, there's a lot of that on Lost, and I find myself getting kind of teary on a lot of scenes in Lost. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what that says about me, but there you go. Number seven, you just stole a sick child's toy. Why? Man, I would like to think that if I had stolen a sick child's toy, it would only be for the reason that the toy itself would make the child more sick. I hope that would be the only reason I would ever take... A sick child's toy. All right. Well, there's my answers. I love you guys' podcast. Looking forward to the next one. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. So, Denise, I think that, that um, our job now is to think about if we were the Dharma Initiative, would we hire Matt? <laughs> I would hire Matt. I think I would, too. I liked his answer to the what would you sacrifice because he was actually thinking of of what's actually a sacrifice because sometimes you can be like, I'll give up this. Yeah. You don't really care about it. But to give up podcasting, yeah, that's something that he's obviously very passionate about. If you've ever listened to his podcast, mm-hmm. you know they're doing character studies now and going very, very in-depth on... Um, they've done Kate and John Locke so far, and they're just amazing. So to sacrifice something, I mean, he's really taking that question seriously. Yeah. And then the toy question. <laughs> <laughs> I thought... I thought that was good, only if it would make them more sick. So. Yeah, because it could. I mean, it, it could have, you know, bacteria all over it. Mm-hmm. Or they could choke on it. Yeah. So, good answers, Matt. We like your answers. Okay. Um. Let's see. Next, we have the same questions being answered by Big Daddy Des. Yay, Big Daddy Des. And um, for the first question, which is um, what three words would describe you, he says large, father, and zed. Hmm. Not sure on the Z part, but I know that that's how you say Z in French. So And Australians say it that way, too. Yeah. But I think Big Daddy Des is a friend of Matt's, actually, and lives in St. Louis. Hmm. So I don't know about that. Okay. Maybe he's, like, he's the end of all things. Oh, maybe. 
Whoa. That's pretty deep. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. For question number two, what animal do you identify with? He says zonkey. Zonkey? What's a zonkey? That's kind of what I'm wondering. Uh, we were kind of wondering, you know, D is kind of close. Could be donkey. Oh. Or I was kind of thinking monkey. Huh. So um, feel free to clarify that because <laughs> we're a little confused. Yeah. Unless a zonkey is some sort of really cool animal that we just don't know about it yet. It sounds like a Dr. Seuss animal. It does. Yeah. Zonkey and the Sneetches. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> um, let's see. For question number three, um, about describing your first kiss, he wrote, where'd she go? Aww. <laughs> Which is both sad and adorable at the same time. Um, four, who is your constant? This one's really sweet. He wrote, Mrs. Little Mama Des. Aww. And that's about the cutest answer I think anyone could put. Definitely. <laughs> Um, what would he sacrifice? He says his yellow hazmat suit, <laughs> which that could definitely be a really big sacrifice. That's kind of ironic that you would sacrifice your hazmat suit that's supposed to protect you to stay alive. Well, but maybe he needed to give it to his wife. I know. I'm just saying it's ironic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, you're doing that to stay alive, not to yeah. keep someone else alive. Depends so. on the interpretation, I suppose. Yeah. And if you even need the hazmat suit, like Kelvin. Yep. Kelvin didn't really need that hazmat suit, but he kept putting it on to pretend like he did. Yep. Could have been his security blanket. Hmm. You know, like maybe he didn't physically need the, the barrier protection from something outside, but it made him feel better. Hmm. So, yeah. all psychological. Um, let's see. For number six, what makes you cry? He says, rainy days and Mondays. Oh, you know that song? Yeah. Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. That is a really good song. It is. The Carpenters. Yeah. Carpenters are good. They have good Christmas music. They it's do. It's almost Christmas. We can start listening <laughs> to it. <laughs> um, and then for the last question, number seven, you just stole a sick child's toy. Why? He says, quite honestly, they had it coming. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No sympathy for Big Daddy does. <laughs> okay. Good list. Thank you for that. All right, just one more quick thing to mention. I got an email from a woman named Jennifer, and she has a website that she's trying to promote. It's called thelooplostforum.com, and despite the name saying forum, it's not a forum as in go there and talk and argue with other people. It's a forum as in um, a place to sort of have a central location to display a lot of different things related to Lost, and what she's doing is she's collecting... Um, Basically, entries on the website about different Lost-related art, jewelry, paintings, drawings. It's really awesome, actually. Yeah, we were looking through some of the stuff, and it's pretty cute. And it's not for sale or anything, I don't think. Maybe you could search around on the internet or on Etsy or something and find some of the things for sale. But it's just a collection just to show off what's out there. So if you're an artist and you've done Lost-related art, she's, she's always looking for more contributors to the site. So um, you can visit thelooplostforum.com and find out more about what she's doing. Or just browse around and see what other little things people have come up with. We were looking at a pair of earrings that had the number 42 on them. Yeah, I could, stuff like that, I could so. totally see Anna wearing that if she'd get her ears pierced. If I had my ears pierced. If only. <laughs> but uh, One day. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> it might be worth it just to wear lost earrings. <laughs> Um, so that's all we really had to say for today. Um, oh, we also wanted to mention the Lost Musical. Yes. Donald's episode, because I had a few songs on there. Uh, three songs. And so... And you can really sing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of fun doing that. Um, and of course Wendy has a song on there mm -hmm. too, and then the rest are Donald. And they're all just really fun and just kind of a goofy... I was thing, laughing but... out loud when I was listening to it at work the other day. <laughs> That's a good thing. So, I don't know. I feel very invested in that podcast. Even though it's Donald's podcast, I had three songs on there. So, yeah. I'm, I'm very invested in it. I'm also going to put up the three songs on our blog at jacobscabinpodcast.com. So, if you just want to grab those songs and listen to them, you can. <laughs> I don't know if they have much re-listenability. I think but... they do. Definitely. <laughs> Okay, so you can you can check those out. I'll put them up on our blog as well. Any closing thoughts, Denise? Pie. Oh, it's pie time of year. I like pie. Pie is good. <laughs> pie is good. And definitely looking forward to the DVDs coming out and Christmas mm -hmm. break and being able... I'm going to take a whole day with no school and no work and just watch Lost all day. Wow. 
Doesn't that sound like an awesome day? I would tell you to invite me over, but I'll probably be working if you're not working. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, that's the way our unless, schedules are. Unless it was a weekend. Oh, that's true. We could do that on a weekend. We could that's have, true. like, the all-day lost party. We need to have a premiere party. Yeah. So if anyone else out there is planning a premiere party, let us know. Let us know what you're doing. We'd love to hear about it. Yeah, I mean, that'll be on a school night, but I don't care. Yeah. I'll stay up late it's for lost. that. I'll just be really it's sleepy lost. the next you day. You gotta make exceptions. Yeah, so it'll be on uh, Tuesday, February 2nd. Yes, so excited. And to get I believe date. it starts at 8 all the way until 10 o'clock. I think it's 9. Well, the regular oh. showings are going to be at 9, but it's a two hour premiere, I believe. Oh, so they're doing things different than night? Okay. I thought well, I saw somewhere on Twitter or something that somebody was saying 9 o'clock. Well, we'll get more details a lot closer. I'm sure we will. But I think I'm going right to be after... there with bells on. What does that mean? Super excited. Oh, okay. But but Lost and Glee are going to be on at the same time, and I can only tape one, and so Glee <laughs> is just going to have to go by the wayside, and I'm going to be really sad about that because, oh. you know, I need to watch Lost, but I need to record it at the same time well, so that I can watch it again watch the next day. Well, can you just watch Glee online on well, websites or Hulu or something? Maybe. I don't know. Well, I'm sure you can. I don't have all that free time like you. I don't have free time. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't even watch Glee, so I have no idea. Hey, Glee is awesome. Okay. All but, right. <laughs> so anyways, February 2nd, Groundhog's Day, totally going to be there. All right. So check out our blog, jacobscabinpodcast.com. We'll have the songs up there. If you want to get in touch, uh, I'm on Twitter as EchoBase77. And I am Sharp Cheddar, like the cheese. <laughs> Always have to say, like the cheese. <laughs> well, you know, then people know to spell it right. Yes. Yes. And you can always email anna.in.indiana at gmail.com. And you can email something for Denise if you want, and I'll pass it along to her. So uh, stay in touch and uh, enjoy the rest of the hiatus. And have a good Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Even if you're in Canada and you had Thanksgiving last month, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, happy American Thanksgiving. Yes, that sounds good. Yes. Eat some pie. Yes. episode was provided by the pod show pod safe music network check them out at music.podshow.com To Jacob's cabin and this... oh <laughs> I was gonna say happy Thanksgiving <laughs> okay but back to the Tunisian th- Tunisia thing <laughs> yeah like uh like what's his name <laughs> for Christmas sorry <laughs>